This is Arctic 15 Podcast, a place to learn, connect, and network your way to success. Join us on May 30, 31st in Helsinki, Finland. Arctic 15, real return on investment. Hello from the north! Finally, we can feel the breath of spring here in Helsinki. What a bliss! So with the first rays of sunshine, let's talk about something just as glowing and promising. The early stage startups. Indeed, the early stage startups feel like the first days of spring. Young, fresh and full of ambition. No wonder there is so much buzz around them and the investor networks. See, investing in the early stage startup does imply risk and uncertainty, but it also means possibility and tremendous growth. Just like in the early bird gets the worm, the earlier you get in, the better your ROI may get. My colleague and early bird Alisa met Miss Reshma Sohoni, the co-founder of London-based seed fund SeedCamp at Arctic 15, and asked her why investors are so hyped about something that is so young and what early-stage startups should do to maximize their chances for success. Tune in. Hi, so I'm Alisa from Arctic Startup, and here with me today is Freshma from Seedcan. Awesome to have you. Nice to be here, thank you. Yeah. Uh, could you tell me a bit more about your background? Uh, yeah, well, with Seedcamp, we are Europe's first seed fund. We invest very early stage, uh, sort of write checks from 100k to 400k in many different sectors all across Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, me particularly, I was born in India, so I'm Asian, but I grew up in America, so North American by, by background. And then I've been in Europe for over 10 years, so mm -hmm. European by my career, I guess. Yeah. So a bit, a bit of everywhere. How did you end up here? Uh, in, in, in Europe. Yeah. I actually originally came to do my MBA at INSEAD. And if you know INSEAD at all, it's, it's actually been rated the number one school in the world. So that's pretty great. But um, <laughs> the diversity there is incredible in terms of how many, again, how many countries literally all across the world are represented. So it was the perfect, I think, European experience. And, and that's how I, I got here and I stayed because it was just so fascinating to be you know, on this continent and uh, again, the diversity, the challenges, it's actually more exciting than a, a very homogenous sort of mm -hmm. uh, place to work like the US, right? Yeah, awesome. Uh, so you worked, uh, or you're a partner at Seedcam at the moment? Exactly, so yes. I co-founded that nearly yeah. about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you would say is like special about uh, early stage investment? What are the kind of things that you consider yeah. when thinking about whether investing into something that's so young? So young, exactly. No, and I think again, I guess I, I seem to like challenges and so early stage investing is all about that, is, is mm -hmm. challenging. Um, so what do, you know, what do you really look for? Because these are companies who haven't potentially even launched their product mm -hmm. or if they have, their early days and no one knows about them. So it is really a lot. We look at teams um, and you can't, you know, I guess because we've been doing it for so many years, we hope we're, we're pretty good at sort of spotting who are the really passionate, hungry, tenacious, um, you, you know, really smart thinkers and, and doers. So we, we look at teams that'll, that'll, um, correspond to, to that kind of criteria and I think we're getting better and better of spotting the real ones versus the ones who uh, you know try to be but but don't quite cut it so teams are really important and and again sort of product and vision so we really look at you know what are what are big markets to go after what are big problems to, to go after and those problems are actually relevant 
to very large populations of, uh, uh, you know, of, of, of the world. Um, and thirdly, again, product is how passionate are you to deliver an amazing user experience? Because I think, you know, uh, besides a few kind of core technologies like AI, blockchain and things, actually, if you look at industries, they're not brand new. It's a new way to, you know, deliver services. And nowadays, user experience wins. And so, you know, can you deliver an end-to-end, back-end, front-end product that's beautiful and enjoyable by, by the end consumer? So yeah, makes sense. That was a long answer. I know, that's, that's good. <laughs> uh, so you said team is really important and really giving that user experience. Are there some other factors that you find crucial um so we you know we mentioned the market i mean i, I think in in europe that's actually quite quite um quite difficult or challenging in that you know we do have such fragmented markets over here and problems exist quite differently so in in different countries different regulations different realities different industries are stronger or weaker than others so it you know it's difficult to launch across 27 plus different For different sure. markets so but we do look at you know where these markets um across a Spain to a uh, to a Finland to a to a you know Turkey or Israel might be similar in UK France and Germany where there are similarities that you know that we can address with solutions um, that can go across this 500 million population and beyond so definitely market um, and again I think you know you can't get away from business model so at the end of the day we're trying to build profitable businesses You've got to think about money. And so not so much today, but we do want to see, again, how will you monetize? Because I think that's the ultimate um, metric that, that your product's actually, you're building something useful. Makes sense. What do you feel like companies fail the most at? In, uh, in, in all of those things, I guess, um, it, is, it is commercialization. It is, again, um, thinking about how, how is this useful? Where is it a real pain point? Who will want to pay? You know, how will they drive that commercialization? again, across a really wide market. Because I think it's one thing to say you can derive a lot of revenue, but if it's a small group of people or small market, again, it's, it's a little less interesting if you're thinking about venture capital money. It might be a wonderful business to start, but do you really need to raise kind of growth capital to yeah. take it to the next level? Makes sense. How would you advise startups in monetizing? Uh, good, good question. I mean, what we what we always say is bring it back to the users. Ask ask the customers. Ask the users. Again, not sort of very straightforward questions because you're going to get probably wrong answers. Uh, just similarly, like when you go to a doctor and they ask you, you probably give them some wrong answers. So more of always being close to your users and how do you move users to paying customers and being in that journey and being more and more important to them. The more important things are to people, people will you know will pay for them. Yeah, and they love the product. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, and the delight in that again, that user experience and the and the joy of consuming that that product, and that goes for you know the enterprise as well as the the consumer space. Yeah, sounds really good. Uh, this is your first time in Helsinki, am I right? Yes, this is the most north I've ever been. <laughs> awesome. One day I gotta get further up north though, so see the northern lights, but another day. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and first time at Arctic 15 as well then in yes. that case. Yeah. yeah. How have you enjoyed the conference so far? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, a nice cozy atmosphere here and uh, it's, it's, I like the format too or spread of the space. You can just run into so many people um, across the floor. So yeah, it's been really nice. Oh, awesome. Really happy to hear that. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. This was Arctic 15 Podcast. We welcome you in Helsinki, Finland on May 30 and 31st. Check us online at www.arctic15.com.